0: I'm not sure if any one of us is immune to having those feelings like we're an imposter. You know, we've all heard of the infamous imposter syndrome, especially when we are starting something special that we're passionate about. All it takes is getting on Instagram for like one minute and all of a sudden we're hit like with this wave of comparison. It's like just smacks us right in the face. So today we're tackling that beast. And I'm also going to introduce you to my good friend and the founder of a beautiful company called For the Six. So I can't wait for you to meet Libby Armstrong. You're listening to The Courage Cast, a show to equip and empower women to live bravely. Each week we'll share coaching conversations and stories of women who are willing to face their fear and pursue their purpose. Here's your host, life coach, author, and your secret weapon. Hello friends. Did you know that we are only two episodes away from the 100th episode of the podcast? Yes, like this is the 98th episode. One more and then we hit the 100 mark. I know, right? Like so crazy. You know what? I'm the one that is most surprised that we've made it this far because I have literally considered quitting like every week. (laughs) But here we are. So I'm really excited that um, we're going to actually hit that 100th milestone. And it's interesting, you know, being in this like podcast universe, because when I first started, I was thinking that it was going to be way easier, like way easier than writing a blog. (laughs) But um, that was not the case. In fact, it's like uh, 10 times, 100 times the work. But when I'm actually sitting down to record the episodes, it kind of feels like I'm just sending you all of this love and energy and goodness. And we kind of get to spend time together. So the fact that you have um, stuck with me, whether you've listened to one episode or all of the episodes, like I just feel so, so grateful. And when we hit our 50th episode, I thought it was a huge milestone, but this 100th seems really, really crazy, so I hope that you'll tune in for not only this one, next one, and the 100th, but everyone going forward. But let's not get ahead of ourselves, because today is literally lighting me up inside. When we recorded this episode about a week ago, I got off the call with Libby, and I was buzzing. I turned into A7 on the Enneagram, those of you who know. I'm actually a one so when you go from your um, healthy version of yourself to like the seven it's like all of this like buzzing energy and it feels so great and wonderful and I don't get to experience that all that often but sometimes I do and that call just really lit me up inside because I felt like I was just working in my sweet spot and it was all of this fun and excitement and it just kind of collided and it was really amazing so I bet you're wondering the heck, I'm so excited about this episode. Well, I'm just about to tell you here. We had the opportunity to record our very first spotlight slash coaching conversation. And it's with my good friend Libby, who is also one of my coaching clients, and you're going to get to meet her here in a moment. And the first part of our conversation is is all about her journey um, from leaving her nine-to-five corporate gig to becoming full-time in her business, which is For the Six. And it's this amazing organization that connects individuals who are looking to volunteer and work with nonprofits within the City of Toronto. And she is just doing some fabulous work with it. And you're going to hear her talk about the tension, that space, in between leaving her job and starting out in her organization and what really made all the difference to why she has been able to be so successful um, leaving her job and starting for the six full time. And we also share with you a snippet of a coaching conversation where we talk about imposter syndrome. Yep. So if you're an artist, a creative, an entrepreneur, you know all about that. Um, So you're not going to want to miss that part of the episode as well, because it's really a great conversation about how um, we face that as creatives and what you do to move past it. Guys, I just really love this girl. I'm so proud of the work that she has done. So I cannot wait to share her journey with you. Here is my conversation with Libby Armstrong. Libby, I am so thrilled to have you on the Courage Cast today. It has been something that I've wanted to do for so long to have you on the show to talk a little bit about the organization that you have founded and a bit about what you're passionate about. And then we are also going to be doing something kind of special towards the end of the show, but we'll get into that in a few minutes. But welcome to the Courage Cast. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here and I'm happy you asked. One of the things that I usually start out with is just talking a little bit about what you're passionate about and who you serve. But I think it's also kind of interesting for the listeners to find out a little bit about how we know each other because we are friends. We've known each other for several years. In fact, we actually lived across the street from one another for quite a while. <laughs> and um, so I'll let you, I'll hand that over to you. Uh, you can tell people how we know each other.
1: Which is funny, because us living across the street provided one of the first opportunities where we really connected, because you gave me a ride home one day.
0: I really Um, did.
1: You did. You did. We (laughs) sat outside of the grocery store and had a long conversation. Um, So, yeah, we met at a local church. Um, So that was great. I, I remember, like, one of the first conversations we had, but I think it took... I want to say until of the towards the end of my time there for us to really connect. And then obviously our relationship has
0: grown since then, which is really great. We were talking about some of the volunteer uh, opportunities within the city, which uh, our church was doing. And you had been leading an initiative called Love Toronto, which was really cool. And I attended a meeting that you were... Um, heading up there and I just saw such a passion in you a spark like you lit up talking about um, helping organizations and connecting people and I kind of feel like that was a little bit of the catalyst for what you're doing today so um, that's kind of how we we really connected with one another but why don't you share a little bit about what you're doing now. So it's funny that you said that. So like, it was almost like you were aware of it before I
1: was fully aware of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I did that. So I started just helping out volunteering at that thing. And then I was able to take it over, which was great because that almost gave me the groundwork. Um, So I led it for a summer. So I reached out to a lot of new organizations in the city doing amazing work and kind of led one-off volunteer opportunities for people in the community, which was great. So that was a lot of research done. Um, and then that op- opportunity came to an end and I was sitting at a leadership retreat, which I don't remember if you were at or not. I think you were. Um, and I was listening to Jeannie Gilpin talk about the amazing foundation. She started in London, England. Um, and I was so inspired by just like what she was doing and the passion she had for it, that I was sitting there and literally the name for the six came to me. Um, obviously for those not in Toronto for the six, our area code is four one, six. Um, the rapper known as Drake also calls us the six. Mm -hmm. So it was just kind of a playoff of that. And then obviously everything we would be doing would be for the six F O R. So if you ever see our logos that might come out like, I kind of played on that as well. So I loved that idea because it was just so Toronto focused and represented Toronto, a little bit cliche, but just in a good way. Um, so as soon as, you know, that session ended, um, there were some women in my life at the time. It was a huge time of transition for me and learning. And I like ran up to them and was so excited to just give them this idea that I had had and this like, passion i had for continuing to do this and they were so supportive and i think they must have been like you and saw the spark that came out of me um, while leaving the love toronto initiative and they were so excited so yeah i got home and started working on that and researching it and trying to figure out okay what is this going to look like what is our mission going to be and that's where i just said it's going to just be a platform connecting people to opportunities to get involved um, so, and I knew there were other organizations in the city, so I knew it wasn't reinventing the wheel. It was more so just creating another avenue for people to find opportunities, if that makes sense.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, it's really interesting that you said my parents have been volunteering within their community for, well, as long as I can remember and have been very active. And it's really cool to see what you're doing, because you're, you're actually putting all of these opportunities and connections all in one place. So when people are researching, like, what can I do within the city or how can I get involved? They head over to your website and it's like all there. Yeah. So the way I'm using it, I have a bit of a digital marketing background. And Mm -hmm. so that
1: helped as well, make this an easy thing to start up because, I wanted there to be a central location um, to advertise them in a very user-friendly way so it wasn't too overwhelming. And then I wanted to use social outlets, mainly Instagram, to really connect with I decided my core demographic was that like college student to young, like we'll say late 30s, you know, young professional, etc. Because these this is a group that has been greatly influenced, positive or negatively, by social media. So using that tool to connect them to opportunities was a huge part of it for me as well so that was that was the huge mission to make it as user-friendly and attractive and as simple for them as possible Mm -hmm. because I had the same I had the same thing when I moved back here seven or eight years ago which is crazy to think that it's been that long I wanted to get involved I have my oldest nephew um has down syndrome. And so because I wasn't able to go and interact with him, I was like, you know, what? I really want to be involved with the special Olympics Toronto. Um, so I was able to reach out to him, but I also just had a heart for volunteering and I experienced that myself. We don't fully know where to look. Um, so yeah, it's kind of just fixing that problem, making it as easy as possible.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, how has it grown in the past six months? Like I know that you have really been kind of putting that as your primary focus. So tell us a little bit about the transition that you've been going through.
1: Yep, so last, the spring of 2019, um, I left my corporate gig, my nine to five. I was working in the creative industry um, as a production manager and it was great, had a lot of fun with that, but that opportunity came to an end. wasn't fully my decision, but at the end of the day, as you know, even you and I talked about recently, it ended up being such a blessing, not even in disguise. Like it was what catapulted me and said, you know what, you've been working on this for the six for, I think it's almost been two years. Like now it needs to be more of your focus. So, Literally, that gave me the opportunity to invest hugely in this business um, and to do so many great things. So not only has our merch line, so we run a shop. I will explain this too, because otherwise it just sounds interesting. Um, so we run a shop that is now officially as of end of 2019, all locally sourced and made goods. Um, so that provides us with the income to cover the cost. So our services are actually free to our partner organizations. Um, because I want their money to continue to go into their communities and the work that they're doing. So, and I also wanted our shop line to be locally sourced and made the same thing. Like I wanted the money to to continue to go into our city, to our community, et cetera. We've gotten, I don't know how many partners in the last month, but in since we launched, we are now, I haven't announced the last most recent one yet, but we just got our twenty second partner organization this month which um, is really exciting to think that I have 22 partner organizations doing great things, and there are so many more out there that I have yet to connect with. Um, so it's been it's been huge. And the big thing is just realizing how blessed I am that I've been able to focus so much on it
0: since spring of last year. Mm-hmm. It has grown uh, leaps and bounds, but you have also grown, which has been, So amazing to see. Working with you, I don't think this,
1: all of this would have been possible. This time, just fully developing it and working on it um, because of the things, and I won't get into the details of what we worked on, but had it not been for my work with you, I I don't
0: think it would be where it is right now. So for the listener's sake, you and I have been in a coaching relationship um, up until about six months ago. When you uh, officially left your position and you went out on your own and one of the things that we're going to actually do today is we're going to spend a little time and I'm going to do a, a coaching um, conversation with you, like a abbreviated coaching conversation for the listeners just to, to kind of see um, what it's like to be coached but also to hear what can happen when you are really looking to move something forward in your life. Libby it's been really amazing for me to watch you grow and there's something that you were saying to me just the other day when we were talking and and I loved it and you're basically saying you know this has just been such an easy transition for me because I am so passionate about what I do and I thought about that after we, we talked and after we got off our call. And I was just thinking about that in, in the case of so many women. They are in a position maybe straddling the fence between like a 9 to 5 like you were and a passion project. Mm-hmm. And that, the, that kind of in-between stage. Can you talk to that? Can you share a little bit about like what was that like for you? to kind of be in the in between and that that tension that you felt there so
1: yeah I mean it's weird to think back on it now um, before I fully left the nine to five position um it was it was an interesting emotional and everything place to be in because I clearly had the thing I wanted to focus on but you know I'm an adult I need to pay the bills so I was like I I need to stay in this job as much as I knew it was long past time to move on. Um, But I needed, as I said, to pay the bills. So it was almost like, so I will be honest and say the position came to, um, came to an end that wasn't my decision, but literally like was the best decision that could have been made. Um, And it catapulted me. Um, But the first thing at first, it was a huge relief because I'm like, okay, like I knew this is what needed to happen. But then it kind of, it was a period of fear and, you know, I'm going to be honest, like it was a bit scary because at that time, you know, as I said, needed to pay the bills. My boyfriend um, was working on his immigration. So there was so much going on. And so it was definitely a period of like, how am I going to make ends meet? How is this going to happen? But that's, as you said, this being like such a passion project for me and such like, it's been such a clear vision from the beginning that. I was just like, you know what? Like, no, this is, this is what's meant to be happening. Like I need to be focusing. I need to be pushing this. I need to see what steps forward this will take me in. Um, and so I was very conscious of just sitting back and watching, and being wise about the decisions, you know, I made with it and like what decisions I wanted to make for the business. But there was definitely that weird transition period. So it's funny to now have that conversation with you a couple of days ago and look back and be like, "Oh wow, besides that, like how blessed am I that?" As I said, like since spring of last year, however long it's been, I've been able to fully invest my time. Obviously with some other things to get some additional cash flow, but you know what I mean, to like not many people get to do that. Like how mm-hmm. lucky am I that I get to do that?
0: Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's interesting that you use the word luck. And, uh, and I, I would say <laughs> that, you know, luck really doesn't have anything to do with it. Here's the interesting thing that like for someone maybe thinking like, how in the world do, like, do you leave a nine to five and all of a sudden six months later, it's like, I'm able to do all of these amazing things that I've wanted to do the reality of it is Libby is that you took the time prior to to ready yourself in in so many other ways so you were building your future before it was happening yeah so you called it in you were were paying attention to the emotional healing that needed to take place you were paying attention to the spiritual healing and to the physical healing that you needed in your own life to be able to build upon something so that when the time came, you were able to actually step into it. And so yeah. many people, they, they don't understand when they're actually about to, to cross over into this place where they, they get to do the thing that they love, that they've been dreaming about, that they're not ready because they haven't built a character. They haven't built the, built the foundation and you did you spent the time and the energy and you were proactive in your own future. So yeah, I'll agree with that. So luck, it didn't happen on happenstance. <laughs> <laughs> you worked your ass True. off, girl. <laughs> I did. And that was not, yeah, as it worked out,
1: our coaching sessions were like right in the period it needed to be in before that happened. And I think if I remember correctly, I remember texting you, on my walk home that day, and be like, "So you'll never guess what happened." <laughs> yeah, I do
0: remember the text.
1: Actually, yeah, you, were, you were one of the first people I to, Like, so remember what we prepared for. <laughs> Here it is.
0: Yeah, and it, which, yeah, which is a beautiful, like it, it's a beautiful thing, and and I think that you know, um, you know, just to encourage anybody who's listening, you know, what you're. You are so positive, Libby. Like, like you're, (laughs) like the way you're saying this is like this is you know I was so good and it was blessing and whatever. But I remember when you were going through it, it was tough. Like, you you were you weren't sure what was going to happen. You were a little bit nervous. You were there's some fear there. Even like working with you, not
1: actually like the working with you part, but that was brutal. Like that gave me such perception of no wonder there's so many people who haven't worked through their like pain because I mean, wasn't until I forget how many sessions we did, but it was like the second to last session working through that with you was interesting as well. And, you know, it gave me such a perception or perspective better is a better word on other people and their pain. Cause let's be real. Like everyone has their own version of pain. Everyone has their own version of struggle, but it's no wonder that so many people aren't, on the other side of it, if that makes sense, because I mean, you know, you were right there with me in the front lines. Like it was, I think we were like 75% of the way through our sessions and I just hadn't, I don't even know what word I want to use. And I was so stressed. And then all of a sudden it was just this like step over and you were there and it was the perfect timing because to get to that other side, um, and then have that happen, like literally, I I don't know where I would be had we not done that.
0: Mm, I have chills. Um, (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) I have chills because I do remember the conversation. I remember one of the things that you said kind of towards the end of our, our coaching relationship. And that was, you're like, Andrea, it just, I just got it. I just got it. And I, and, and that is exactly like what, as a coach, I want to hear because all of the preparation work and all the things that we're, you know, going through and talking about and you're discovering about yourself and about what you want and, and really like, you know, kind of overcoming those limiting beliefs that, that we all have and that you were facing personally, it's like when you have that moment and sometimes it's on your own, sometimes it's in the session, it it can be anywhere really it's like all of a sudden it just dawns on you, like, oh, I get it. Like, I get this for me. And that's the moment where everything just, like, shifts. It shifts into place, and all of the the work that we're doing um, then gets solidified.
1: Well, it was interesting, because I remember telling you, too, the session after, like, it happened. I was like, I don't even remember a particular moment it was almost literally just like this state of peace, and like, I mean, I will be honest. Like, I struggled with a lot of pain that had been like with me my whole entire life. Like, you straight up look. I will never forget. You straight up. Not. Look, I forget if it was video, but you looked at me and you're like, "You have a gaping wound," and I just remember <laughs> like crying because I was like, "One, I, I shouldn't be laughing." See it, and no, we can laugh now. But like, I also I just want to be that vulnerable because. I'm sure there are other people out there that have the same thing. Like I, I had such a gaping wound, but it hurts, not hurts. It, it, I don't know, overwhelmed me that you could see it so clearly, obviously, cause you're good at what you do too. But like to get from there where I didn't think I'd ever let, be able to let go of that mm-hmm. to the other side was so huge for me. Like that has such, not even with my business, That has allowed me to have better friendships, like more in-depth friendships and build new friendships with people because I wasn't carrying around this pain. Or as I think I called it at our retreat, um, a huge tree trunk sticking out of my (laughs) side. Like it has helped my relationship with my family, with my parents, with my, like it has done, as I said, not even just with my business, like so many avenues of life.
0: And it is beautiful to see you Transformed.
1: Thank you.
0: Um, the person, the woman I am talking to today, is is just leaps and bounds beyond the woman I talked to starting, and dro- drove home that evening. <laughs> yeah. Um. And and it's so beautiful and and in encouraging because I think that for so many women that are trying to figure out like how do I do this like how do I get there? Like there's, there's the combination of, you know, taking the brave steps like you've taken, um, to invest in yourself. And that's the number one thing is you invested in yourself first. You, you believed that all of this was possible and, and then you went for it. And I'll be real. I didn't,
1: there were some times when we were working together that I didn't believe it. You had to believe for me, but we got to the point where I believe it.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And now you're doing amazing things. You're doing such amazing things. Um, we're going to transition here in a minute and we'll, you guys stay tuned. We're going to have a little bit of a coaching conversation here in a second, but before we do that, um, Libby just tell people how they can actually connect with you.
1: So, um, my personal self, my handle on most things is Lib Strong Arm. Um, it's L-I-B-S-T-R-O-N-G-A-R-M. Um, yeah, I post random interesting stuff. <laughs> I'm a very weird, funny person. Um, but the business, you can connect. That's the most important thing. Um, our Instagram handle is dot xcom um, or if it's easier, you can just, can just go to our website. It's for the 6 dot 6com and see all opportunities. And then there are links on there to all of our social platforms.
0: Mm-hmm. And I'll have all that in the show notes as well. But stay tuned because Libby and I are coming back with a coaching conversation. Hi, beautiful. Here's your daily reminder that you are loved, you are important, and you are perfect just the way you are. The way those words just made you feel that's what it feels like to slip into an Underbrooks robe. Underbrooks is a female founded luxury robe and loungewear brand. Every unique high quality Canadian made piece is designed to be a reminder that we are all made up of beautiful unique details. For 15% off your very own Underbrooks piece head to Onderbrooks.ca and enter promo code couragecast at checkout. That's O-N-D-E-R B-R-O-E-K-S sca promo code couragecast Now that you have gotten your business underway and things are kind of moving along, I wanted to ask you, what are the next steps for you? What are the things that you are wanting to do? And perhaps even maybe some of the needs that you have moving forward?
1: Yeah, so I'd say anybody listening who runs their own business, especially if you just started up, you know that you have to wear a lot of hats. So I've had to learn so many new things. Um, so next steps, like, you know, there's always going to be stuff on the back burners. I've had to prioritize, um, what I focus on now that I just have, you know, my time, it's just me, but there are some cool things that I'm wanting that I'm putting on the forefront for this year. Um, I'm wanting to connect with the city to broaden our outreach, um, and work with that. I'm wanting to reconnect with the universities in the area, because as I said, those university students are part of my core demographic. I think. The opportunity to step outside, you know, your little bubble and get involved really helps give you perspective and, you know, on everything going on. And I would love to bring someone on to the team um, to help um, in a capacity so I can focus on, you know, increasing those partner organizations. I want to get literally as many nonprofits Onto our roster as possible. The more, the merrier. So, those are kind of the things that are on the forefront of my mind right now. There are still a lot of things that I call them on the back burner, but um, those are the things that are being focused on right now.
0: Mm. So, what do you think that is going to require of you as you move forward? Uh, so, I think this year, especially these first
1: few months it's really being intentional with my time so that's taping taking the type a organizational stuff that I usually help others with and (laughs) focus myself on it and make my time and my schedule very intentional um so it's been great there's this amazing co-working space in Toronto that I've stepped in to make sure you know when I go there I focus and I get involved which has allowed so many amazing um conversations and actually like the conversation that led to my newest partner organization. So it's, yeah, it's focusing, buckling down, staying true on like what the focus is of the organization and how I can build and still keep that in the forefront, if that makes sense.
0: Mm -hmm. So keeping uh, your own skills in the forefront, but also putting you out there how how has that been working for you so far? Can you can you give us a little bit of a um, an insight into like what are you doing to to grow that?
1: Yeah, so one of the parts of the vision I had from the very beginning is me being involved in panels and talking and like kind of being the outward representative of this. Which, if you know me, that's like very not who I am. Um, so what we've been doing most recently is I've been using our shop that I mentioned and going to local markets. So this is pretty much my opportunity to go and talk to people face to face. So that's been a good step forward. Um, but just like we're doing today, I'm aware that I need to start getting on local podcasts. I need to um, start reaching out more, maybe sitting on panels that focus on, you know, great things happening in the city of Toronto. Um, but yeah, that's an interesting set that's out of my comfort zone.
0: Hmm. Okay. Tell me about that.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, as I said, I'm used to using my abilities to kind of lift other people up or, um, have work that I want people to focus on instead of me. So that's been very interesting. Like, you know, I'm, if you know me, which some of you might, I'm a very loud and outgoing person, but I don't like to be the center of attention all the time. So, I've also had this, if anyone also runs their own small business, we've all heard those like keywords, imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's one of those things, especially when you're working with nonprofits, because I feel like it's under a bit more of a finer microscope, you know, like kind of who is this person and why are they working in this space? Um, So I've tried to be very diligent of, you know, how am I representing myself? How am I behaving? But it's definitely a comfort zone thing of, you know, getting out there and putting my face forward.
0: Mm. You said something interesting and I'm just going to kind of jump right into that. But you said, you know, they may ask this question, like, who is this person? So I want you to ask yourself that right now. Who are you? And tell us a little bit about who you are. (laughs) So, yeah, I think,
1: I'll just, I'll keep it short and sweet. The thing that I've told myself, um, is that I'm just a person who loves my city and who loves connecting people opportunities. There doesn't need to be more than that. If people want to look for more than that, then that is their decision, but I'm not going to let, and I have to remind myself my idea, what people might think, right? So it's not Mm -hmm. necessarily what people are thinking. I'm not going to let my idea of what people might think, stop me from continuing to do the work that I'm doing.
0: Mm. So knowing who you are and having that sense of who you are is is going to be the thing that moves you into that space and out of the imposter syndrome.
1: And knowing that there's greater purpose and there's like greater intention behind what I'm doing really helps with that. Um, So I'll be honest to the people listening, like you asked me to do this and I knew it was what I needed to do because this is my first official podcast. So thank Mm -hmm. you. Um, You're doing great. But (laughs) I, thank you. Um, But I was so, as I said, it's such like a comfort zone thing for me. But as I told you before we got started, like last night I just reminded myself, I'm like, the reason I'm doing this is because I get to, I'm lucky. No, we don't like that word. I am, I'm given the opportunity to spread the word about my platform, which more importantly spreads the word about great nonprofits in the city. Mm, There you go. That's good. Yeah. So like there's bigger purpose to it than just like my cute little button
0: nose being on panels or whatever, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. What do you have to say? What is that message that you, you want to share with the community?
1: I think it's just the power in getting involved. Um, and, I, and I'm saying that just from personal experience as well, because I I make sure that I'm not just talking to talk. Like I get out there and volunteer with my organizations as well, because I want to see what's going on. I want to bring them into my own community. Um, and it helps with that personal connection to continue to spread the message. And knowing that in times of my life where, you know, it's so easy to focus on ourselves and what's going on and like, you know, keep everything closed and stay in our bubble and kind of focus on that. Once you step out and get to meet other amazing people who are doing great things in the city, um, who have lived a different life than you, it just like to open up your community is huge. And it's really hard to explain if you haven't been through it, but it gives you perspective of, yes, your life is hard. Yes. You have stresses and probably anxiety. And you know what I mean? Like all that stuff. It's not that that stuff doesn't exist. It almost just lightens the load because your world is expanding.
0: Mm-hmm. When you think about kind of becoming the expert in your field, how does that make you feel?
1: Right now, I don't know. And that term's been mentioned. I don't fully know what that means. And it's not that I need to know what that means. Because as I mentioned, like the main purpose is just me getting out there to spread the word about my platform, which spreads the word about organizations, but to be the expert in the field, I think that's where the importance of walking the walk and not just talking the talk comes in, Mm, um, and building those personal relationships with the organizations. So I've been very blessed. Like there are so many great people, like these people are out there working for the community and they're probably doing the job of like three people because they are passionate about what they are doing. And that's like one of the coolest things to be the expert in the field, I'm more so just the expert because of my personal experience. If Mm -hmm. that, yeah. Yeah. I I don't know how else to describe it because like, I'm fully aware and I will always be aware that I'm not the one that's on the front lines, right? Like I'm the person on the back end, just like using my like flags, like an airport person (laughs) directing people like here, here's where the exits are. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I will always be humble that like, I'm, I'm not the one doing the nitty gritty, I'm the one using my experience, my education, the tools that are available to me to build the work being done by those people, or more so like increase the outreach because they're already doing such great work.
0: Now, what does that look like for you as you move forward? You said that there are platforms and opportunities that you would like to utilize. So how are you going to take advantage of those things?
1: built some great networks over the last six months. Um, what was like freelancing a little bit on the side, et cetera. So I think I just use my network to find opportunities, opportunities that don't just exist opportunities that like match the mission, the positivity of what I'm doing with For the six and, you know, get out there and get on them and just have that grow. I've realized with this too, that I'm very open. I know which direction I want to go, but in terms of what steps it takes to get there, I'm very open to see where that goes to. So I don't know specifics, mm-hmm. but you know, getting involved with city hall. Like, um, I'm going to start networking over there because I think that would have a huge influence. Like our mayor who loves the social media, like I would love to get, and he loves Toronto. uh, I would love to get involved with him and see, you know, if there are opportunities because he has a huge outreach as well.
0: So you mentioned the mayor, that's a huge, that's a huge kind of like stake in the ground. What's your next step? I mean, I'll be real. Like
1: last week I slid into his DMS on Instagram. Didn't get a response yet, Mm -hmm. but that's just, you know, it's something I can keep following up with. Um, I am going to be doing a market in March um that's at Nathan Phillips Square which if you don't live in Toronto that's the square right in front of City Hall Mm -hmm. and he loves to get out and I'm not it makes a telling I'm gonna stalk the guy I'm not gonna stalk the guy I'm gonna use professional resources but like (laughs) you know I'm gonna maybe hope that he comes through because the market I'm doing is a very Toronto made focused market so a lot of local artists and small businesses which is awesome Mm -hmm. um and just continue to see kind of what avenues are opened, and as I said, using my networks, using my resources um, to get involved, because I know the city loves promoting great things that are being done in the GTA.
0: Mm-hmm. What would be um, an opportunity? I'm going to push you a little bit here. Yeah. But what would be an opportunity that you could you could utilize prior to him attending the market to reach out? And invite him to swing by your booth. Ooh, look at you. That would
1: be the opportunity. Yeah, so I actually, I'll explain. That actually goes in line with the message I sent when I slid into his DMs. Oh, well, so, there you go. <laughs> I know. This, so the shop is honestly, like, allows me so many outlets to get involved and to reach out. So I actually, that was part of the DM I said is like, I'd love to send a piece of our merch um, if he would like to help us. So maybe I just like part of what I thought I was like, you know, connecting with City Hall to see how that's possible because I'm sure people send him stuff all the time. Um, So maybe it's sending a beanie and like putting in a note like, we'll be at this market we'd love to meet you. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: I'm fully aware that he's the mayor. He's a very busy guy. It's a big city. But you know doing something like that might be great in terms of I haven't fully thought about that you kind of threw me
0: (laughs) but like that's that's the idea I had in mind Mm -hmm. um come up with two more come up with two more ideas right now just on the spot right now Mm -hmm. so
1: so one of them is an event I'm going to tonight which won't be tonight by the time this airs um is it's called pitch it to city hall so those are opportunities for small businesses to come in and pitch it to city hall I'm just going as a like you know viewer participant whatever i'm not pitching anything but there's potential there um i could potentially create a social campaign with my face which i think you know is me stepping out of my comfort zone as well like encouraging and maybe having people like retweet and maybe like sending him the post to try to get him to come out um yeah i'm not sure we'll see Mm. that's definitely i'm gonna write that down in my notebook to expand on that
0: one more Oh, I thought that was two. <laughs> That's um, two, but what about a third? What What about just one, just to kind of drive it home? I mean, is this the leading question? Do you have an idea? No, that? but you're doing really great. <laughs> you're, you're You're definitely coming up and strategizing in great ways to to get the message out there, but also to invite him to come by. What What would be a way? to get the message to him so that he could come to where you are.
1: I'm thinking. This is my thinking noise. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, nothing outside of the ones I've said besides, like, in my head, I'm thinking of specific contacts I had at some of my bigger organizations, which I don't necessarily want to name them on a podcast, Mm -hmm. Um, but, like, you know, using those professional resources to get connected to him. Um, Yeah, besides that, trying to send him something in the mail, do a little social media shout out. I'm not, yeah. I'm stumped. You've stumped me.
0: I would say maybe make that kind of um, a little bit of a to-do item for yourself, a little takeaway. Oh, for sure.
1: It's definitely going in my notebook as soon as we're done this conversation.
0: Because when we talk about the, you know, becoming an expert in your field and putting yourself forward to share the message, these are going to be the moments uh, that you have the opportunity to share the message. Yeah, and yeah. to connect with people like the mayor or other other people who you can then put on your own platform as well and yeah. have opportunity to have those conversations and to get the message out. And so I want yeah. to encourage you that you said something, Even as you're answering the question about like, oh my gosh, I'd have to put my face. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the place of getting out of your comfort zone. So going kind of like circling right back to the beginning of, of even kind of our conversation today is like, you know, stepping out of your comfort zone and doing the things that are difficult and uh, moving beyond where you are right now is always going to be moving you towards where you want to go. Agreed. So I'm just gonna encourage you to to find those little opportunities that will push you out, but that may open up something even way more expansive than you have even at the moment. But you did great coming up with those things. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Great job. Libby, I wanna like from the bottom of my heart say thank you so much for being brave enough number one for sharing your story with us of how you left your corporate nine to five and how you really just dove into your passion. You faced all those fears along the way, you're still facing them and you're still moving towards what the the bigger purpose is. And you've got that kind of in full view, which I love. And then also just kind of for allowing us in to listening about what's next for you and and giving us space and room to be with you in that and it's beautiful and it's vulnerable and I'm I'm just so grateful to you and I'm sure that the listeners are grateful so guys make sure you connect with Libby and for the six get involved if you don't live in Toronto get involved in your city in your town do something get connected whether it's with puppies or kids or hospitals or anything that you can volunteer your time or your energy or effort get involved but thanks Libby so much for being here today my pleasure okay this whole conversation has me fired up I love that girl so proud of the work she's doing the woman she's becoming so a huge, huge thank you to Libby for spending time with me, sharing your story, telling us about four to six, and letting us into your world. Friends, go and connect with Libby and For The Six. Get involved. If you live in the Toronto area, this is a great resource for you to utilize, to get connected, to volunteer, to find out more about these organizations and partner with them. And also follow Libby. She's really, quite funny. Um, And you'll really enjoy actually following her on her Instagram as well. Before, before we end, just stick with me for one more minute. I want to talk to you specifically. So you've been listening to this episode here and you may have heard things that just really deeply resonated with you. And maybe you feel as though you're somewhere in the in-between like Libby was. You're in this space where you're in your nine to five, you are passionate about something that you're doing on the side, but you're not really sure what to do. Do you leave the nine to five? Do you stay with the nine to five? Do you just do it as a side gig? And I know that space can feel really difficult, especially if you're wanting to really branch out, but you're not sure how to do that or if you're ready to do that, or if you've got what it takes. Leaving the corporate world is not for everyone. I know, that's hard to hear, right? But it's so true. Not everyone is cut out to leave their corporate and uh, be an entrepreneur or an artist. And I'm not gonna just say that you should take that step, but what I am saying is, I don't want you to abandon your passion either. So let's figure out what you are best suited for and what you are aligned with doing. Because there's nothing wrong with doing your corporate job and then doing your side gig or leaving your corporate job and going full time if that's really what you feel is necessary for you to do. So I want to just talk with you and let's talk about your business. Let's talk about your passion and what it's like for you to actually move in the direction of that. And let's get clear on a path for you to actually start taking. So, I've included in the show notes a link to my scheduling system for us to have a chat. It's a free 30 minute conversation where we can kind of dive into the nitty gritty and just really get clear on. What your next steps should be and if you're driving right now and you just want to kind of make a mental note you can also go to andreacrisp.ca forward slash schedule and you can book a time with me okay friends one more one more episode until we reach the 100th episode and you're going to love Our guest next. So make sure you tune in to hear my conversation with Brooke Paulson, who is a working actor, singer, songwriter. You're gonna love her. She's great. We have such a brilliant conversation for you, and I cannot wait for you to hear it. Until next time, remember you have everything you need to live bravely.